Batman Universe. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Batman Universe. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Andy DiGenova. And I am Jamie McGow. And, uh, surprise, surprise, it's just the two of us. There is no Brian Crosby this Sands week. Sands the Cross again. Uh, he couldn't make it because he has explosive diarrhea. He does. He does. So yeah. our hearts go out to Brian and his family and his during toilet. this time. We're and his so toilet. We're so sorry. So uh, if you're listening, we are taking donations of Charmin or Quilted Northern in Brian's name. So yeah. Please just, Unsqueezed Charmin, yes. of course. Don't, don't squeeze the Charmin. Don't squeeze the Charmin. Uh, so just PSA. send those to the Batman Universe, care of... Brian Crosby. He'll pay for all the shipping. He will. Costs all he that will. Stuff too. He'll be covering all that <laughs> as well. So yes, unfortunately, uh, we're without Brian. He's you know out in some jungle somewhere or he's, something. He's doing but whatever he's, Brian does. He's doing the Lord's work, and by that I mean the bad Lord. <laughs> right. Uh, we at least hope. So. But we will uh, continue. We'll keep on keeping on. Uh, so this is your week's worth of Batman news uh, with Andy and Jamie. Yes. Is it weird yes, who indeed. you get? As, so it, as it were, as it were. So. so as always, let's start with movies, with the tiny little tidbits that we do have about films. Mostly just quotes. And yeah. It's because, you and know. Right now it's all just. We're just little. waiting on that trailer. Yep. And actually, oh, before, I, I didn't put this in here, but um, we were talking about it yesterday, actually. And this is, this is uh, to do with uh, BVS News, but. On DC All Access, they had a little snippet basically saying that we can look forward to seeing some stuff from BVS and Suicide Squad. And Suicide Squad. They said they've got some big news coming Mm -hmm. from the two of them this month. So hopefully that means some kind of... I doubt footage for Suicide Squad, obviously. No, no. But maybe, you know, maybe get the character reveal. That would be... Like, that's the big Suicide Squad thing we're waiting for is the character reveal. Yeah. And then for BVS, obviously, it's the teaser. Indeed, so... But in the meantime... We're going with actors and people are out there just saying little innocent snippets, and we're going to use them as news. We're gobbling them up. That's right. So the first one, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is out there talking, and there's been a lot of speculation about the Shazam movie because it's being released by New Line. There was some concern. Oh my gosh, why would you make a Shazam movie but then not make it part of the DC Cinematic Universe? Right. I never thought they would do that. It just didn't make sense because I didn't really know that they weren't. Well, they never said in. they were or they weren't, yeah. but because they... Because people are kind of just speculating. Yeah, people were speculating because it's being released by New Line and because they said, oh, it's going to have a different tone. So everybody kind of jumped and said, oh, so that means it's not even part of the cinematic universe? That's stupid. Um, there's So there's been a little contention around that. Well, mm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has... Uh, confirmed that it is indeed part of the DC Cinematic Universe, which, not a shock, but good to hear. Um, He said this. He said, It was all agreed that the worlds are all interconnected. One day you will see Black Adam go at it with Superman or Batman or any of the DC characters. But that said, there's a great independence to Black Adam from the DC world, allowing us to inject not only viciousness, but also winking humor. So, I mean, that sounds right. It's connected. He can interact. But at the same time, uh, that film can have its own feel and its own tone, which is what it should. Well, and and truth is, it's like just because, you know, if we don't have a movie where, you know, Superman is flying through the the roof of the building and attacking Shazam doesn't mean it's not same universe. You know, a lot of times they find little ways to acknowledge, you know, um, that it is same universe. Even if it's just a line of dialogue of like, 
Oh, another flying guy in red? Yeah. Like something as simple as that. Or, and all or of a sudden you this know. is why Superman works alone. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just I had to do it. The, the daggers you, that I'm getting from why, Andy right why now. Why do you hate me? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to ruin Friday. I'm so sorry. This Friday is off to a lovely start. <laughs> I've ruined it. Thank you so much. I ruined Dave. everything. No, but yes, you're right. Like little little nods like that is enough to say yes. They all exist in the same world. Yeah. It doesn't have to mean an actual cameo. Um, and they how, usually want to let these ride on their own a little bit, you know, to find their own voice. And and you know, so I, I think it's good when they don't just go, all right, here's a crutch, you know, like yeah. let's throw Batman in here so people like the movie. You right. Know? It's right. like. Let, let it be its own thing, and I think uh, Dwayne Johnson can definitely hold his own as far as carrying a role like this and make it what it what it needs to be to make people you know be fans of Shazam and Black Adam. Yeah, you know? and so. I mean, but in the thought of someday mm-hmm. seeing The Rock go up against Superman, Ugh. I'm down. That's pretty take, wicked. Man. Take my money. Yeah, take my I'm money in. right now. I'm in. Even if it was just like we're gonna just go in this back alley and just. There's a guy dressed as Batman, and you know The Rock is going to be dressed as uh, Black Adam. They're just going to fight. I'd be like, "Yeah, put it in cinemas. I'll pay. I'll pay fifteen dollars for that. No problem. I'm in. Yeah, totally. So, uh, so yeah. So hopefully we see some uh, BVS stuff uh, upcoming in this month, and hopefully uh, uh, The Rock is right. You know, and I'm sure. I'm sure he doesn't know everything yet, but I think that, you know, it's a pretty bold statement. So I think that in discussions like he said that they've had, that is probably the plan. So moving on a little bit more Man of Steel news. Um, uh, what's her name? The girl who played Major Carrie Ferris I have in the back here, Christ- actress Christina Wren. I uh, was doing a little interview uh, with Pittsburgh Magazine about the fact that she will be reprising her role as Major Carrie Ferris uh, in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Um, so I put this picture on here. I know you guys can't see it, but... It's holy, a really nice picture. Holy crap. It's a really good picture. <laughs> I had no idea it's, it, she looked like that. Yeah. She looks a lot different. This in, is her. This is almost her dressed as Lois Lane. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like and, it's the but photo- I gotta tell you, nerd glasses on the gal. Sold. I like it. I was like, this is the same person? My goodness. So you'll you can find the clip if you Whoa. just if you look if you look up uh, actress Christina Wren not the clip the photograph uh, it's it's totally her in like the tall skirt and the glasses look the secretary or or yeah uh, reporter look uh, and we're loving it but almost unrecognizable to her in the military role uh, in. Uh, Man of Steel, but she is going to be in Batman v Superman reprising her role, and this is what they uh, had to say about all that. So they asked her um, if her work on Batman v Superman is already done, and she said, yeah, we filmed mostly in August. I was out of Detroit back in a little bit in September. Um, and they said, you know, I know you can't say much about the movie right now. What can you tell us? She said, I can tell you that I think it's going to be badass. There's such an awesome team. The bits that I was on set look for look fantastic. Everyone in it is fantastic. It's exciting. It's high energy. It's high action. They are addressing all the things that they set up in Man of Steel. So, fantastic. Uh, then they, they, they went ahead and asked her, uh, doesn't your character play a key role in the comic books? Is there any chance that it will be reflected on the big screen either than in this film or her future installment? So she replied, so there's some gossip. This has not been officially confirmed with me at all, but my character's name is Carrie Ferris. There's a character named Carol Ferris, who's the Green Lantern's girlfriend and turns into this superhero, Star Sapphire. Or or villain. 
Or villain, yeah. Uh, Close enough. Christina. She got the name. Hey, Uh, you know, she's... Partial credit. <laughs> I'm looking at that picture and forgiven. Yeah, absolutely forgiven. Yeah, every time. Carry, uh, carry on. Carry, carry on, Christina. Carry on, Carrie Ferris. <laughs> but uh, she said, I have no idea if that's a plan, but they're not, even sl- they're not even slated to do a Green Lantern film for f- several years. This almost feels like she learned about this or you someone, know, yeah, somebody someone told else her about told this. Her, yeah. and Because people tried to say that was an Easter egg in Man of Steel. Yes. It's an Easter egg I never bought into because uh, yeah. Ferris is spelled wrong. Well, it's just and it's, it's one of those things. That and Carol lot... Ferris was never a military chick, as far as I know. I so think, I'm like, no, yeah. I, I think there's something cool about just having the continuity of having the same uh, name, the same, the same well, or the same the same actor in a role moving oh, forward yes. through the films, mm-hmm. even if it's not a major role. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's kind of cool because it, it unites the films. I also yes. like what she says here. About they're addressing all the things they set up in Man of Steel. That's a big one. Has been a huge assumption mm-hmm. by by most of us is oh because of the Battle of Metropolis this is what this is what leads to Batman v Superman. We all assume that's the case, um, but to hear it from somebody who was actually on set and is yeah. seeing it shot, uh, it's just nice to hear that. Well, and the thing that's cool about that too, especially is I remember right after watching Man of Steel, that was one of the biggest things that everybody was like, oh geez, you know like. Metropolis is destroyed, all this stuff has happened, you know, like, okay, like, great job, Superman, you saved half the city. And I'm like, uh, you know, you saved the world, but at the, at the sake of a city, of Metropolis and, and Smallville. and But it's like, uh, well, this is perfect fodder for the next movie. That Maybe that is what the people right. of Metropolis would say, so let's yeah. let's get into that issue, which is which is great. So I think you're right, yeah, that's, that's totally what they're going to be going into. Um, yeah, and, and as a lot of times these these names, you know, it's a little bit of fan service to just say, hey, here's made-up character so-and-so. Why don't we use this name from the comics? Right. And then, of course, everyone's like, oh, oh, you know, so they can point out and go yeah. push up their glasses and be like, oh, well, I know who that is. That's, you know, yes. Star Sapphire. Well, I'm sure I just said, I said, I said Carol Ferris is not like a military chick. I always knew her as like, you know, someone who worked at Ferris Air. Someone mm-hmm. out there. Pushed up their glasses. Well, actually, Andy, in episode issue number 176, uh, Carol Ferris did join the army for exactly two issues. Uh, you should know this. <laughs> their spider sense went crazy. They're writing the email right now yeah, so it's, before I, this episode you know is what? even out. <laughs> I don't pretend to know everything about everything. <laughs> None of us do. No, we, we are definitely not the uh, experts. We're not the encyclopedia on this stuff. We're just... We're just kind of bringing our opinions beep, to it. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, <laughs> Judges? Uh, so, yeah. like, And also, I think it's it, it could be something where, you know, sometimes these actors, they put this stuff out there because they're like, hey, maybe I'll get to be a superhero yeah, or, right. or a villain. And maybe this will extend Plant my contract. Seed. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, moving on to Suicide Squad. Uh, right now, Will Smith and Margot Robbie are in a film together called Focus. It comes out... Excuse what, me. What, what day is a chew on the calendar? It comes out Andy. on a chew. <laughs> Bless you, sir. Thank you. Uh, it comes out very soon. Uh, and uh, number one, I think it's cool that they're going to have this pre-existing relationship as, totally. as actors. Oh my gosh. And I kind of want to see the movie just because they're in it together. I know, right? Like, I haven't even watched the trailer. I'll be honest with you. But they're both in it, so I want to see it. It looks pretty good, honestly. Does it? I mean, it, their relation, their dynamic looks very. On fire. I think like, that's really cool. Good. 
So they're out there doing the press for this movie Focus, and of course, as we've talked about many times, is, is you can try to promote yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, you focus. want. Yeah, uh, focus. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I want you to focus on Suicide Squad. Exactly. That's what I want you People to do. People only care about Suicide Squad. <laughs> so they were asked about it, and this is what they said. Margot Robbie said... Uh, about Tom Hardy dropping out. This happens all the time. People act like, oh my god, the movie must be ending. It's just the deal with movies. Not to mention, a lot of the characters haven't been portrayed before, so it's a pretty big undertaking. (coughs) What's in that coffee? I know. (laughs) Are Uh, you allergic to Margot Robbie? I'm I'm allergic to whatever paper you printed these notes on. Oh, I'm sorry. She adds, and it's a big undertaking for the people who are going to play these characters who have been played, like the Joker, it's big shoes to fill. Man. That's five? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it means something. What's happening? I don't know. Uh, maybe this Maybe this is a sign. Are we going to get that BVS trailer today? Hey, let's hope. I'm If, if my sneezes... I'm knocking on wood right uh, now. <laughs> ...predict the future, then I'm all for it. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's what she had to say about that. And they talked about training. Will Smith mentioned that he had no carbs for Christmas, which was very sad. Uh, Poor guy. Christmas is the time for carbs. That's wrong, man. But Mario Robbie, bless her, said, oh, I ate everything on Christmas. <laughs> I love that Will Smith is a guy. Yeah. Like, so much more accepting of a guy to be, like, you know, a he's little also, less fit, I guess. Well, he's also... Probably twenty years older oh, he's than Margot older. Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie's still at the point where she's like, "Yes, I ate nothing but bread for twenty four days, yeah. and I look great." Yeah, I had some McDonald's before this shoot, and I look fantastic. That's a good point. So um, good on you. I like the commitment there. Yeah, Will Smith. Could she said it. she's focusing on strength training. She says, "I'm not strong though. To do all your own stunts, you have to be strong." Uh, so, you know, they're, they're getting prepared. As soon as they finish this press for focus, they're going to go and they're going to shoot Suicide Squad. Suicide. Suicide Squad <laughs> starts shooting in exactly two months from today, April 13th. Fantastic. So there is stuff coming. It's coming. So, And that's very exciting. Yes, yeah, so please excuse this type of news. And it's true what they say about uh, Tom Hardy. People leave projects all the time. And, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit before. It's not the end of the world. It's a bummer. Uh, but... It's just one of those. It's Rick Flag. Yeah. Well, and this and this thing is in such a, a spotlight, you know, that it feels like what? Oh, you know, who could turn down a superhero role? It's like, well, or a villain role, and it's like, well, he was Bane already. Okay, so I'm sure this is not number one on his list, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, maybe he just had other stuff going on that he didn't feel like he could commit to, and yeah. it would be bad form to not be able to do that. So yeah, yeah. chill out, chill out. It's not a big deal. Chillax. So, chillax. Uh, moving on, David Ayer is out there still talking about Suicide Squad, tweeting and giving us little tidbits uh, here and there, and we are loving it. So he actually uh, last week posted, or this week, posted a picture of a bunch of Suicide Squad comics, like the titles kind of flayed out, uh, and he put the tweet, uh, the eternal question, to canon or not to canon, winky smiley face. Uh, <laughs> just not the kind of guy I would ever expect to see a winky smiley face. Oh, every from, time I he texts say. me, it's always with winkies. Really? Say, oh yeah, David Ayer, he's a sweetheart. He is. Get- he, he is. He is a mischievous little scamp with his winkies. <laughs> with his winkies, I get frownies all the time. From uh, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. He hates you, dude. Uh, he hates you. Dang it! That's what he told I'm me. I'm so sorry. He's like, Ayer, what do I got? How do? can you put up with that guy? He's always so positive and smiling. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. It's like spending time with the Joker. Uh, I love End of Watch. Frowny face to you, Frowny. sir. Crap. And I'm like. 
I still haven't seen Fury. And he's like, that's okay. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> Wink, buddy. <laughs> like, what is Andy doing? Um, so, yeah. So, anyways, we're, we're loving it. So, And he did actually mention that um, he is going to – this will be in canon. So, even though he put that little kind of – that was kind of just a, a – you know, obviously the winky face is implying. Just kidding, guys. I'm it, just messing with you. This is going to be in ca- within canon. But, I mean, honestly, there's a lot to work with there. So, staying within canon yeah. should not be difficult um, with these. Canon is broad for a comic book that's been around 20 years. Yes, exactly. And, and I don't think really that many people are going to be as – Biggest sticklers about. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's Suicide Squad. It's got its following yeah. too, but it's not. But, exa- it's but, not Batman. But it know? is a. It is a much more flexible. I think people will be more forgiving, even if than, did. say Man of Steel, where yes. everybody has this preconceived notion of this is what Superman should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody yeah. really does that with Suicide Squad. No. I don't know anybody who's like, if Deadshot isn't like this, yeah. then f this movie. Yeah, there w- there may be a little bit of that around Joker and Harley. Sure, because they come with baggage. Of but- course. Uh, yes, the rest he, of them. He's given a little more freedom. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and I, I hope he you, takes it, you know? Yeah, and I don't know if you saw this, but because he's been posting these photos of comic books, which I think, again, is awesome, mm-hmm. there are actually fans out there who have went and found the comics uh-huh. that he is posting photos of and are reading them and trying to figure out if those are the stories for the movie. So I love it. That's how excited people are. I don't. I think that's... Awesome and hilarious. I, I don't go to those lengths. I ain't got the time. But no. for the ones who do, God bless them. That is. That if is any really of our cool. listeners are doing that, good for you. Let us give us send in yeah. your your little uh, treatment. Make it brief, a summary. We're not going to read like a you know six page summary of what you think the film is going to be. But we'd love to hear get some speculation and discussion about it. So I don't know if we have fans that dedicated yeah. to Suicide who Squad, knows? but who knows? I could be wrong. So if you uh, you know get Gothamy about it, you know get in there. Get get dedicated. Uh, so uh, yeah. So he also tweeted uh, about Harley Quinn and said, basically, uh, the case of Harley Quinn. Her madness defines her. Is she mad because of, of who she loves, or because she loves him so much? Hashtag Squad. S K W A D. That's course. his. That's his, his new, little. His new little. He's putting his own squad. little uh, thumbprint on there. So um, yeah, again, you know, this, these little things are great. I think it's very smart because it lets. He's letting people know up front kind of his mindset on things, how he's going about making this film. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's smart to let people in on the creative process a little bit too sometimes. Yeah. So they don't go so crazy, you know, bad mouth. But honestly, I don't think David Ayer has a lot to prove. I think right. everybody who's like, oh, David Ayer's doing oh, this is going to be awesome. That's you great. Know? Yeah. So, so this, is just, this is just fun for us because, hey, we get to talk about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, love it. Thanks, Sweet. David. Even though you hate me. Thanks. He doesn't, Thanks. He doesn't really hate you. I'm, I was just joshing. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't even know what I'm sorry for. Uh, moving quickly through TV, uh, Gotham continues its uh, trek through the Batman universe, uh, introducing all the, the villains and characters that we know so well. And so we uh, over the last two episodes, we've gotten a origin story for Jonathan Crane, the Scarecrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, really focusing on his father, but he was there and present. And... Uh, I don't know. What'd you think? Uh, okay, I I really enjoyed it. I thought everything building up um, to kind of the final point where, and spoiler alert, um, where basically he overdoses his son with the toxin with right, Jonathan, right. you know, who will eventually become Scarecrow. I thought that was a cool way of kind of showing 
how this kid would become that obsessed past the point of his father who was already obsessed basically on the idea but basically he's going to be obsessed because he's been affected so badly that he's in constant state of fear right but the one thing and i pointed this out when i was watching the episode uh the scarecrow thing it threw me off and i was like oh i feel like andy is gonna hate this i don't know why just like there's something about it that it felt and it was the scarecrow just so blatantly in the background and so oh, many yeah, of the shots. Yeah, yeah. You know, because as we've talked before, like, you, you know, when it feels How like, it is, hey, hey, this is Scarecrow. It's completely unsubtle. Yes. That, you know, it for, felt that way This to me time a it bit. didn't bother me. I think just because I'm like, that's just Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they threw subtlety out the window long ago. Yeah. And at this point, by by season two, all the all the villains are going to be in costume, and there's just going to be no Batman. Which good luck, you know, do what you're going to do. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I just kind of take it as it comes now. I'm like, eh. I like, think they like. I, th- I had more fun watching the Scarecrow storyline than I do this, the relationship drama. Like, yeah. with Gordon, I don't care about mm-hmm. that. That's mm-hmm. pointless to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the Scarecrow stuff was fun for what it was. It was yeah. better than I expected because, yeah. again, I was just like, I'm like, oh, I don't need every single character in this. But with this, I was like, it was actually better than I expected. Mm-hmm. And I liked the payoff at the end with mm-hmm. the Scarecrows. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure it makes a ton of sense. Like but, Having a Scarecrow at the top of a hill with no yeah. props Yeah, there. I don't know where that Scarecrow came from. Yeah. But I liked like the final shot of all the scary scarecrows yeah. and stuff. It was I, cool. The I, design I, was cool. It was, yeah. But so, uh, you know, what... I'm I'm at the point with Gotham is I keep watching it, but I've just kind of thrown my hands up and I'm like, whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever works. My I just, guess is they, they know yeah, they know that they're trying to, to keep it kind of more subtle on that on uh, not subtle, but they that they can't go full blown hero, so they're like, Okay, to give or villain that for that matter. So to give the fans a little bit more what they want, because you know, they they're obviously I'm sure fans are screaming Oh, like, oh, could you just please have one of these in costume, one of these guys in costume? They're not going to do that, but they're right. like, well, what we can do is put a scarecrow, a scarecrow in the background of every shot with Jonathan Crane in it. So it's like, and then animate them via CG, so you still get to see a scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not him, but um, so yeah. I again, I loved it too. I, I I thought it was a very clever way of bringing it all up, and uh, with the exception of the fact that having the the parent be the reason that the child is becoming disturbed in this way. I, I don't necessarily always like that. And I hope with the introduction of the Joker that we know we're getting at some point. Um, allegedly, allegedly this week. Yeah. So I hope it's not a father or mother or parental relationship. Because yeah. obviously we know that that is a big part of a lot of Batman stories, but it doesn't need to be every Batman. Can't we just have a kid that's disturbed? You know, right. I mean, that's why I was like uh, Gordon's son, James. You know, it's like in the comics... He has every every uh, outlet to be a good kid. You know, uh-huh. he's raised by a strong father. He has a good family relationship, and he's just a psycho. He's just yeah. a, he's just a maniac. And mm-hmm. I think that that's fine. I think right. that's totally fine to yeah. have that. Why is this guy crazy? He's he, just crazy. He just, he's is. just yeah. is. You know, it's more fun because it keeps you guessing. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll keep watching it. We'll see how we'll see how the Joker goes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we'll uh, 
yeah, I, I'm still enjoying the show, and we'll see what happens with all of that. Yeah, um, there's there's lots of uh, new comic news, uh, but there is a separate comics podcast, so we'll let them handle uh, the announcement of all these new titles and the change in the new 52. But uh, exciting stuff coming to Batman in the comic book world, and I'm especially excited that there is going to be a book called We Are Robin. Oh, buddy. Oh, I, I got to say, it's like... Is it We Are Robin? Oh, or? it's We Are Robin. I don't remember. Do I oh, well. here? I, I think remember. it is We Are Robin. I, I thought it was. Well, and I think it, that kind of came from even... It was so cool, um, not to get too into it, but all of the stuff with Bruce going to um, uh, Dark Side's planet and and saving Damien, you know, yeah. when Red Hood, Batgirl, and uh, Red Robin donned the Robin symbols and wear their own yes. like Robin costumes. That yeah. was a very cool Oh, like, totally. I love that. Yeah, and so I'm sure it. that had a lot to do with that kind of uh, idea. Yeah. So. so lots of new exciting content coming out and from the comics world, uh, but we'll jump over to the internet. So there was just a quick uh, video that came up I think a day or two ago that just if you're a Batman fan, this is the kind of thing that you love, even though it's a rehashing of things that we've all already seen. It just is a celebration of Batman. So it's a movie that a uh, little short, like 10-minute film. Uh, it's a compilation of a bunch of clips uh, from Batman films over from the beginning of the 1943. Well, I guess not just films, but also uh, uh, TV shows. Uh, but filmmaker Jacob T. Swinney, uh, he created a supercut, and it basically is the evolution of Batman. So you can find it everywhere. Uh, just Type in "Evolution of Batman" in cinema, uh, and you'll see this. Have you have you seen it yet? I haven't watched the whole thing. I got to be honest; it's been a busy week. Um, but yeah. I, but I, but like four people have sent it to me, which is yeah. very nice. Yeah. I just have to sit down and watch it. But just doing the count here, Batman has starred, or in the case of like the Lego Movie, co-starred mm-hmm. in twelve movies. Yeah, which that's pretty. That's that's amazing. It is. Amazing. It's amazing. You it know, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just so and cool because so many of these are so different, you know, and, yes, and they, they all are. still work, you know. They all are, well, not all, but most of them, they all have their own little voice charm and charm. For and, what they are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it, it's it's just great, you know. It's, it cements, you watch this and you're like, oh, this is why I'm a Bat fan. I love all this. It's just so yeah, cool, dude. Yeah. So, so go out there and let your... Uh, your tanks be filled with bat joy when you watch this uh, Evolution of Batman in cinema video. Uh, yeah, moving forward for merchandise. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these these new action figures inspired by Batman, the animated series. They are gorgeous. I haven't gotten any of them yet because they're they're hefty at 25 bucks a piece, but they're beautiful. And it's a slippery slope. And they keep, ex- that's the problem. <laughs> I buy one, I buy them all. So I haven't bought one. I don't. Yeah, they're, they're I, I mostly stay away from this stuff because I, I frankly don't have room and or the money for it. But yeah. I, I longingly I, dream of them. I know. Uh, looking at pictures of them on the well, internet. Well, well, keep dreaming because there's even more. I know. Uh, so uh, it, for this year, 2015, um, they are going to be showcasing these at the North American International Toy Fair in New York City, uh, and they're. They're expanding the line with a fifth wave of action figures, a new product inspired by Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, The animated series action figures will include the Mad Hatter, Bane, Nightwing, and Scarecrow. In addition, DC Collectibles will also debut their first ever six-inch scale Batmobile from Warner Brothers Animation's Batman the Animated Series, which will feature light, slidable door access, and room for two action figures. 
These are just gorgeous. So oh. good. I love that animated series Batmobile. I remember my brother actually had uh, the Batmobile from it had it wasn't the six inch figures. I think they were probably four and a half or something. Uh-huh. But it it actually it was the animated series. It was really well made, and the bat plane pulled out of the back of it. So it was oh, like oh yeah, I remember one. that. Yeah, so awesome. So this is one that I may have to get. Like I may actually <laughs> like. But then again, it's like well, you can't just get that and then not all the animated series figures. So and um, we're not sure what that Mask of the Phantasm uh, figure will be. I think it said it was a combo pack. Um, so we'll see what it is. But um, again, They're within so that style, just so cool. So I, I don't know how much longer I can hold off. I'll be honest. <laughs> Because they're so great. It's, you basically have to stay away and not look at them because when you see these figures, it's just like must-haves. Yeah. Um, so, and also, since it's Harley Quinn, Quinn month, um, they're they're releasing a new uh, set of bombshell figures with uh, Catwoman, um, uh, Batwoman, and a, a new Harley Quinn uh, statue. They're actually doing another one, too, that's a, a Batman, the Batman black and white, another Harley Quinn figure as well. Um, but this one is actually featuring... Uh, we're just highlighting it since it's Harley Quinn month. It's featuring the Joker, and it's her in kind of like a little nurse uh, uniform number, and little nurse number. number. And she's uh, basically bending the Joker over and just kissing him all over his face, and he looks pretty helpless in it. The way yeah. you said that, uh, a ba- a he, he, it's more like she's dipping him. <laughs> she's dip- Thank you. You that's, know, that's a better description. Yeah, I, I just, it, it, that created a, a visual that especially was the nurse a little thing. weird. It's like um, prostate check, not so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's dipping him. Thank you, but uh, it's great to see. It's a cool uh, uh, nod. It's like uh, not always the Joker is the uh, the leading person in this relationship. Sometimes she gets her. Uh, her kicks too so a (laughs) great figure so check that out on all these on DC collectibles online so sweet Uh, and then we're going to finish up as always with a little listener feedback Uh, first from our our friend and uh, frequent writer Scanner51 uh, here is what Scanner says. He says, hey, guys, first off, want to say love the show. Please do not take this email the wrong way. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-oh. He said, but, Critiques. A few, but a few weeks ago, you guys were talking about the new Supergirl show uh, that is slated to come out next year. During the discussion, you guys made, in my mind, a dreadful mistake. You said this was dreadful. going to, You said this was going to be the first show slash movie to be helmed by a female superhero lead. I said out loud to myself, not true. Then Jamie jumped in and saved the day by saying that you shouldn't forget about the Supergirl movie of the 1980s. That made me happy, but that was it. And then yelled out, still not true. Let's not forget the year 1977. It was not important. 1977 was just important for episode four, but also important for Wonder Woman, the show, the first female superhero-led show. With a very, very beautiful, and still is Linda Carter, you guys can't overlook this show. I have seen it. I own it. It is great. I also read the new Wonder Woman 77 digital comic, and that too is great. Well, you guys keep doing a great job. Keep up the great work. And I'm an idiot. Wonder Woman came out in 75, not 77. (laughs) Stupid me. Still, she was the first. Uh, First of all, I love that. I love that he didn't just go back and correct himself. Like he just he just tacked on that he made a mistake. Uh, But I think that's a good point to make because we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And so let's just start. Scanner. Um, number one. You're kind of asking for a scanner without Brian around. Yeah. Um, uh, when, when I said it is great to get a superhero-led TV show or movie, uh, what I meant, and I thought it was implied, but apparently it was not, in the modern era. We have not seen a female superhero-led anything uh, since the Supergirl show 
or excuse me, since the Supergirl movie, movie. in 1984. Uh and you know what? I'll just go ahead and correct myself there because I, I want to acknowledge there also was an Electra film with Jennifer Garner. Uh, there was a Catwoman film with Halle Berry. However, both were failures uh, commercially and creatively uh, and did nothing for the cause of female-led superhero content. So they did exist, but because they failed, we just have not gotten a lot of it uh, in any big way, and that's what I was acknowledging. We absolutely would never forget Linda Carter's Wonder Woman, um, but that was over 30 years ago. It almost so, just goes without saying. Yeah, it's like we all... so I own it. It's on my shelf. Yes. I would never forget it or not mention it, but there was the failed Wonder Woman pilot with Adrian Palicki in 2000. Nine or ten, mm-hmm. uh, and don't forget uh, the Kathy Lee Crosby failed Wonder Woman pot pilot of the early seventies. So I absolutely I know a lot about <laughs> Wonder Woman in live action, and would never discount Linda Carter's contribution to it. But the the fact remains, it's been over twenty years since we have had a female led superhero anything, and that's why Supergirl and now the Titans show is so exciting. I'll also point out that in that episode, uh, I'm the one who brought up. My name is Andy. I'm the one who brought up the Supergirl movie. Uh, So thank you for your passion around Wonder Woman and Linda Carter. We love her, too. She was fantastic. She was amazing. She was wonderful. Yes, indeed. Um, But we are well overdue for more female superheroes up front, and that is why the Supergirl show is very exciting. Well, again... uh you kind of asked for it there, Scanner, but I think I think Andy delivered. So no, but I mean, this is that we definitely don't claim. Uh, first of all, this isn't necessarily specifically Batman news, so I'm going to take we'll, we'll take the mulligan on that one uh, on misspeaking. But uh, you know, yeah, again, it's like we haven't seen in recent times, so yes. I think that we're all just excited to see something. I, like sh- I should have put in during that segment in over 20 years yes. and I never said yes. that yes. and for yeah. that I apologize yes so uh, it's a good thing you're not in this room scanner because I'm in here and it's frightening it's <laughs> scary right now no but it, no we, we take it in jest man so thank you uh, yes absolutely no worries I, I sh- <laughs> again I should have been clearer yeah Totally. Uh, and then we got uh, something along the same lines on Twitter from <laughs> Gustav Karsten. Uh, we were talking about Harley Quinn, and uh, uh, at a certain point in that episode, Jamie was like, oh, yeah, you know, we've only seen the, the, the really the Tara Strong version, and so we're excited to see a new version. And so Gustav said, dude, Arlene Sorkin did the original Harley Quinn. She needs to get more credit for that. But thanks for the awesome podcast. TBU. Uh, so again, Gustav, uh, yeah, we, we did fail to mention Sorkin. Uh, it wasn't that we forgot her. It was just that we were moving on with the news. So Tara Strong slash Arlene Sorkin, the yeah. same kind of interpretation. Arlene, yes. But, uh, but we love Arlene Sorkin We apologize, Sorkin as well. Arlene. You are fantastic. And yes, so we will see and what she happens. did, And Arlene Sorkin did originate the character yes. and do it for years before Tara took over. Right. So Tara is, is more or less, she's kind of just, was just continuing on what was yes. originally done. So yes. Arlene, our deepest apologies. So uh, yeah, hopefully that what you have started is carried on. Uh, moving on a little bit more, uh, Brennan Lowe wrote to us on the batmanuniverse.net uh, and he said, just wanting to add my thoughts on alternative Bat movies, especially a new take on Batman 66. I would love to see a DC animated movie set in the world of Batman 66. You could still use remaining cast members as the voices. Imagine West and Ward reprising their roles. Newmar could be Catwoman. You would ju- then just hire Ralph Garman to do the rest. 
If you've ever heard of Hollywood Babylon, you'll know what I mean. Just imagine all the color and style of that show done in animation. It would be, in my mind, like the Batman 66 comic series come to life. It would be amazing. At least I think so anyways. Yes, I think I'm... That's a, that's a great idea. Oh, I yeah. don't know why we didn't think of that. No, we, we do. I had listened to... You know what the, all this feedback today shows me? We suck at this. We, we really suck at this. You guys want to, you guys want to, hey, join the Batman Universe team and help us out because we clearly <laughs> look, need it. <laughs> this is, this is a great idea. I, we, you know, we talked about doing it live action with current celebrities, but an animated version. Yes. Oh my God. That's a great idea. Yeah. You get a lot of creative freedom, freedom there. And yes, you can have these guys reprise their roles. Absolutely. I mean, Lord knows this is what they're doing these days is still talking about this show. And yes, we, Ralph Garman is fantastic. Uh, uh, he is a true Bat fan, especially in the Batman 66 realm. Yeah. He can do the voices fantastically. Yes, he does. Have you heard his readings where he does? Yes. He's read the, yeah. yeah, he's the, amazing. His comic book. I mean, he's writing Batman 66, or was writing Batman 66 versus the Green Hornet. So we are with you 100%. Thank you, Brendan Lowe. That is uh, great. Let's hope. Warner Brothers, Brendan Lowe. Yeah, no call kidding. Him. He's got some ideas. No kidding. That's so smart. Uh, we also got this message from Eric. He said, hey, guys, love the podcast, and I enjoy the listener Q&A discussions. First and foremost, I'm excited for the new universe the DC is building. I couldn't be happier with the direction they're going, specifically when it comes to the bat. I was interested to hear you all discuss whether you think the Nolanverse could have, in fact, been an entry point to the DC film universe. We all know that Nolan's take on the character was a realistic version where no other superheroes existed. In my opinion, Man of Steel works in Nolan's universe in that it showed what would happen if a superhero actually existed in the real world. You could then theoretically have established have an established Batman who has had several years of existence fighting his rogues gallery. We know they're going with an established Batman in the new DC cinematic universe. So what do you think? Could it have worked? Hmm. What do you think? Um, I think with Batman begins, if that was the only movie, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, Batman Begins is still my favorite of the Nolan trilogy, which might be heresy, but that's how I feel because yeah. it started in a very real place, but by the time the film ended, it got just comic booky enough mm -hmm. to open up tons of possibilities. Um, with Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, he, he even reined that back a bit and, and made it almost too realistic. Yeah. You know, like Batman Begins, he made Gotham a much more stylized place, mm -hmm. and then in Dark Knight, he was like, now it's just Chicago. Uh, so, like, there's, there was a little so bit more fantastical in Batman yes. Begins that, that got taken away from Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. So I think if you had used Batman Begins as a launching point, yes, absolutely. You could have found a way to bring in uh, a lot of the DC universe. After Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, I think it's harder to do it. I wouldn't say anything's impossible. Mm -hmm. I think you could. Yeah, I think you could put Man of Steel with Dark Knight and say it's in the same universe, and you could kind of buy it. It just yeah. opens up the science fiction aspect. Um, so you could. Uh, I think the only thing that kept it was was no one's sensibilities, not what was possible. Agreed. All that said, I'm much more excited for Snyder's take because Snyder doesn't have those sensibilities where he's like, no, that's off limits. That's too much. Uh, Snyder never says that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> never, ever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's not exactly Burton when it comes to that kind of thing, but he is definitely, he is, I think he really rides that line perfectly. Um, and, and Nolan, he, he really was so set on this version of Batman, like you said, just being so real world that, yeah, even some of the He stuff, wanted, he wanted to exclude Catwoman. He did? He did. 
And his brother talked him into it. Thank God, because that's like my favorite part of The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. But yeah. that's how – that's the the wall he built up in his brain about what was acceptable in his Batman universe. Yeah. So, so right. And so uh, even Superman feels like when I think Snyder did Man of Steel, he introduced this new world where it does have that grounded feel. But – you have Superman, so there's a lot of fantasy there, you know, whereas it uh, it would be, uh, you know, kind of more square peg round hole, I think, with, uh, with Nolan because, you know, that Batman was just too... Too grounded for that to feel. Right, I think it right, could have worked. Right. I, I totally think it's possible. Like, yeah, like, but I like, think it's easier with Snyder. I think agreed. he just has set agreed. it up much better yeah. for that sort of thing. Yeah, you, so. you could have, but it would have been a tougher stretch than what's going on now. So I'm happy with what's going on now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would worry that Nolan would be trying to ground a character like Superman too much, which where it's like, you know, trying to explain his powers in our world. I think that sucks. Yeah. I think that, I mean, they kind of did with Man of Steel. They're like, well, oh, they like gravity and things like that. But, you know, there's certain things you just let go. Yeah. You know, you That's what blows my mind go. about Man of Steel is people are like, oh, it was too realistic or whatever. And I'm like, did you not see the huge spaceships flying around? <laughs> did you not see the dragon Jarrell was riding? Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't think it's too realistic. I'm yeah. pretty happy with yeah. it. Yeah. Like the, the biggest realism they brought to it was the fact that, yeah, his, uh, you know, like his, his powers were the the lack of gravity and the the closeness to the sun. You know, yeah. like that that was what made him so powerful. You know, but that was it. Other than that, it's like laser vision or you know all that. It's like well, that wasn't explained. Just is. That just, just is because he's Superman. It's Superman. Yeah. So uh, and finally, we have one last one from Albert V. Uh, hey guys, love the podcast. Hashtag confirmed. Yes, uh, love the Q and A portion of the show because I love hearing other Bat fans' opinions and thoughts on things. Plus, you guys always answer them entertainingly. We try and we love it too. Uh, so here's my question. I find myself conflicted. What are your thoughts on Batman posters, posers slash imposters? Not true fans, but try to pass as one. For example, wearing back gear at every opportunity. I feel like it weakens my fandom. Ju- just kidding. But maybe not. <laughs> but it slightly bothers me. At first, I get offended by them. Then I come around to convincing myself that they are a major part of the reason that we keep getting new Batman stuff, i.e. movies, animated shows, Hot Topic t-shirts, Gotham TV show. I always find myself coming around to the idea of them making the Batman army larger. Just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. So, uh, yeah. For me, <clears throat> I, I say the more the merrier. Honestly, like, I think... That yes, I know what you're talking about. There are some people that basically get the wrong idea about certain things. They'll they'll run with an idea of loving something, but they aren't they because they don't truly deep down love it. They may not know about it, and then they're kind of spouting theories about it that may not be kind of as on point as somebody who would who really knows. Right. But right. Um, you know, honestly, yeah, I I think it's these these fans, casual or not, that are coming into us that are that are basically the reason that we have these movies and have all this merchandise and all that. And so, yeah. I, and I, I don't, you know, I, I think I would say if somebody is claiming to be a huge Bat fan, but they maybe really aren't deep down, if you are a huge Bat fan and you know it, you got to just kind of steer them and encourage them to really do their research more or whatever. Have conversations like we have. We all yeah. learn from yeah. because there's tons of stuff, like all this stuff about Supergirl and I mean, I, that Andy knows tenfold about that, or like me last time talking about Legion of Superheroes, I, I or Legion of Heroes, Legion of Superheroes, Legion, right. Legion of Superheroes, mm-hmm. completely in the dark. About we all it. we all have our blind spots, exactly, so, absolutely. So, like like you could be like, hey, like in the Arkham game, and 
I'm a huge Batman fan. I still haven't played the Arkham yeah. games. Yeah. It's not because I don't love Batman. Yeah. It's because I don't got the time. Yeah. But like we all have our blind spots, exactly. and that's okay. Yeah. So it's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, uh, there was one time we were at the comic book shop, and uh, a guy that comes with us like very rarely to the store. Uh, saw a coworker of ours, and he was like, "Wow, it's so busy in here today." And he was like, "Yeah, duh, it's Comic Book Wednesday, don't you know?" And the guy that was with us it was not—he hardly ever comes. But I was just like, "Man, like, don't be like that, you know?" Right, right. I wanted—I was like, "Nah, dude, like." Welcome. Like this is yeah, a great place. Right, you right. should come here every Wednesday. Not like you don't know. You know that that arrogance. It's a attitude. land of pure imagination. It's fantastic. Welcome, Welcome. one and all. You know. <laughs> yeah. So so I hear you that it's sometimes it, it can get on your nerves. But the best thing you can do is have a discussion with them and come from a point of you know uh, friendliness and 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 love for the character right. not be, like be an ambassador yeah. you know don't, w- welcome them don't reject them yeah don't be don't be the the snooty you know neckbeard expert like yeah. you got to you, you got to bring everybody into the fold with you so that we can have more of this stuff so right. that's and why and, I'm and I agree i i get the some of the frustration because you know i I have those people who are like, oh, my God, you're a Batman fan. I'm the biggest Batman fan ever. And I'm like, oh, really? That's cool. Uh, you know, what do you think of Scott Snyder's current run? Huh? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Said you, Jim Carrey. Oh, oh, I you, thought Nolan was still making yeah. these movies. <laughs> oh, okay. You like the movies. Got it. Yeah. You know, but I think I think the the – the Bat film fans have been around since 1989 now, mm-hmm. so I'm just used to it that yeah. there are all these different levels of fandom. But if you want to wear a Batman shirt, I'm going to high five you. I don't care how much you love it, or or you know, or how much you know about it. Yeah. Like we all, like I said, we all have our blind spots. I feel like I know a lot about Batman, but I I would never pretend to know it all because there's 75 years of comic books yeah. that I haven't read all of them. Yeah, so yeah. so you could come to me and go, what about this villain? I'd be like, I never read a comic book with that villain. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, look how many times on this show our listeners have schooled us on stuff, you know? And yes. we're the host of the, the show, yes. you know? But so, we're so, still yeah. learning. And I think also in this day and age of, uh, of comic book movies dominating pop culture, whether it not just be Batman, but, you know, the Marvel Universe and, and Superman and whatever's coming down the pipeline, we're just seeing more and more of that. You know, how Absolutely. many how many Marvel super fans do you know that have never picked up a comic book? Mm-hmm. All of them. So <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, so so, so it's just the it's just the nature is, you know, uh, the way it is, but you know what? The the more people who love this stuff, the more stuff we get and hopefully if these movies are a entry point for them to pick up a comic book or to play a video game or to wear a t-shirt or to buy an action figure for their kid, whatever it means, it's good for the whole cause um, and further creates the excitement around these properties. So if you love Batman, I love Batman, let's be friends. Focus on that. Yeah. Don't focus on who likes it more. You know, that's, that's just stupid. That's a fruitless endeavor. So, well... That about wraps us up for this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for writing in and uh, you know letting us know our we're human too. You know we have faults as well. So, uh, but we uh, we love all of the feedback. So keep it coming. Uh, make sure to check out all the other podcasts on the BatmanUniverse.net. There's some great ones on there discussing way more in depth than a lot of the comics and the TV sh- on Gotham and and uh, even just fandom in general. Uh, and also do not forget to listen to our sister podcast, The Holy Batcast, hosted by uh, our dear friend Andy DiGenova. 
and uh, and he's he listened to last week's. I think we plugged it already. Yeah, we plugged it last time. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah but where it's about Batman was, Returns. Yeah, Batman Returns. It's just so good. Getting so. lots of good feedback on that one. Yeah. And then there's a new one coming. I've, I've got in the works. So subscribe to both of those so you can just fill your week with bad love. Uh, but that about does us here. Uh, does it for us here on the Batman universe. Universe. I can't talk at the end of this. On behalf of Andy and myself, I am Jamie, and this has been the Batman Universe. The Batman Universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. But thanks for joining us for this episode, and we will see you around Gotham.